At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you in. It is another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ben Wilson, filling in for our guy, Danny Burke. He's vacationing. He's somewhere in Ireland right now, getting ready for that big Nebraska-Northwestern showdown to kick off the college football season on Saturday. Uh, speaking of college football, we're going to have a lot of talk on that today, both today and tomorrow. BJ Cunningham from the Action Network is going to join us a little bit later on in the show, as well as Josh Applebaum, who's with us each and every Thursday. Little market report, see where some of the lines are moving on a pair of preseason games tonight where the final week of the NFL preseason kicks off in just about an hour. So we'll talk with Josh about that. Some movement in the NBA Rookie of the Year markets as well with the big news of the day. Chet Holmgren out for the entire 2022-23 season. I'll talk some U.S. Open. The tennis draw is out. There's a lot to break down. We'll talk about that to wrap up the show as well as get into our preview. White Sox and Orioles coming up in about an hour's time. Talk about Holmgren, though, and injuries. Big injury in the NFL. And we started the show yesterday talking about bettable or forgettable. And to be frank, there are a couple of different storylines throughout the week in the NFL that, to me, really didn't bear much weight or carry a whole lot of water, if we were being honest. However, the injury that broke last night and has been discussed more as it's been more widely known the timeline here for Tyron Smith's injury, this certainly has a lot of implications in the NFL betting market where He's unlikely to return before December at the earliest after the left hamstring tear comes off the bone during a practice yesterday. They're saying he could have surgery as soon as today. But what we need to know here is that while this is not necessarily a star quarterback or running back or cornerback for a specific team, this will matter a lot for an offensive line in Dallas that was projected to be, if you look at pro football focus and their specific offensive 
power rankings for the different position groups, the sixth best offensive line in the National Football League. Most people would have told you with Tyron Smith anchoring the left side, the blind side for Dak Prescott and that cow- that Cowboy O-line. This was a top 10 unit. You see how some of the movement has factored in after, and even though the, there was already a little bit of momentum to the under, you saw a moment ago, at least at Bet Rivers, at DraftKings, win total down to 10 with even juice at minus 110. That was at 10.5 for most of the offseason. Their division odds at one point were minus 120 or 130 at some books. That's now all the way down to plus 140. It's the tightest gap we've seen all offseason between the Cowboys and the Eagles, who are now plus 160. So you might be thinking, all right, it's a left tackle. Like, who really cares? I know he's a good one, but still, shouldn't there be other resources on that offensive line for Mike McCarthy in Dallas? I actually find it hard to believe that Dallas will be able to find a legitimate enough replacement to fill the void of Smith. And all you have to do is look at what happened when he's missed time in the past, because this is not the first time we've seen Tyron Smith miss games, and this will be an extended period of time with him out. So let, let's just quickly look first at the first down passing efficiency where like teams' abilities to gain yards and be efficient on first and second downs is a really big predictor of success in general in the NFL. When Tyron Smith had been on the field, Cowboys were ninth in the NFL in first down passing efficiency. When he was off the field, Cowboys were third from the bottom, 30th in the NFL. As you take a look at their schedule with the 12-5 and record from a season ago. So they were able to, to do a lot of really good things when Smith was on the field, had the 12-5 and record, winning the, uh, winning the NFC East. But when he was off the field, pressure on Dak Prescott naturally increased as a result. It was about a 12% pressure rate when Prescott was looking to pass on first downs when Smith was in. All of a sudden, you saw that rate rise to nearly 20%. It was just shy of that 18% pressure rate defenses were able to get at least pressure on Dak Prescott when Tyron Smith was out of the game. That's one end. The other end is on the running game, where to me, in in a situation for Dallas this year, still trying to figure out between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, who will actually be the guy. I would say, regardless of the running back, it's really dependent on Tyron Smith and his appearance on the field, because with him out there, the Cowboys average as a unit, regardless of who, whether it was Elliott or Pollard or anybody else, nearly five yards per carry. And they were one of the best teams in the National Football League in the expected points added per rush. The, they were only two teams last year who were in the positive in that category. Cowboys were third in the National Football League. So they were really, really good with Smith on the field. As soon as he left, that number went all the way down to 31st in the NFL. Again, these are a couple of really, really specific examples, and they're smaller micro parts of the bigger bigger picture here in Dallas. But the point is, when Tyron Smith was out there, Dallas was a much, much better team from an offensive efficiency standpoint, especially on early downs, especially with the ability to create holes for the running backs, and especially when protecting a guy who's had some injuries of his own in the past in Dak Prescott. So, so we start the show. Just keep that in mind going forward. This is a real thing. Unlike some of the other things we talked about the other day, like Seattle not naming a quarterback uh, or, or others, different narratives around the National Football League, this will be concerning for a Dallas team that already had some concerns losing a couple of key pieces in the wide receiver room and a number of guys already banged up heading into 2022. Those are the, that's the Dallas issue really coming into this year. Uh, while it was not a very good day for fans of the Dallas Cowboys, for Tyron Smith, uh, a big day and a special day for us, though, here at VEASAN and for our audience watching on the Marquee Sports Network in Chicago. Fun for us to finally be able to reveal our 2022 Pro Football Betting Guide, which is officially out today. And full reports and breakdowns on all 32 NFL teams, win totals, division picks, Super Bowl champion picks as well. 
but want to focus on one specific article that I, I always feel is a really undervalued or underlooked at aspect of any NFL season. And that is what are we going to get out of the rookie head coaches? Of course, I bring this up mostly because you have one Matt Everflus who heads to Chicago, taking over for Matt Nagy as the Bears look to go in a diff- different direction here and try to get something new in a rebuild for Eberflus. Steve Mackinnon, you just saw a moment ago our, uh, our pro football betting guide, which is out now. Steve Mackinnon, one of our writers, he had a very detailed piece uh, that he wrote for us on general trends that we see out of the first-year head coaches. Now, not only are there the 10 first-year head coaches, but we wanted to get the deep, deeper dive breakdown on the actual rookie head coaches, of which there are five this year, headlined by Matt Eberflus. And how predictive you really feel like these guys can be in your number one. Uh, there's the general narrative that coaches are naturally going to struggle right away in your number one, and that's simply because, well, they're new, and they have not been in a, in a position to have in-game management skills before in the NFL, and presumably they're in a position where they've got to rebuild a franchise. Eberflus certainly checks off every single box on that list, but the question then becomes, so does that just automatically mean you should be fading all of these coaches necessarily, especially right out the gate? I would actually argue, uh, while Eberflus has been probably of those five guys we just listed, been put in certainly the worst position overall when you look at what the front office has done and, and clearly in a position to sell now, to rebuild for the future, with, with not a clear directive on actually finding a path forward to winning games. Eberflus is at least a guy who, if you look over his last four seasons in, in Indianapolis, coming from the coordinator ranks, is someone who at the very least can potentially turn a, a Bears defensive unit, which, just like its offensive unit, doesn't have a whole lot of guys at the skill positions that you would fall in love with. He at least, I would say, has the potential to turn that unit around into something respectable, maybe not right away, but within the next couple of years. You look at his defensive DVOA ratings, the final four seasons he was in loss, uh, in uh, Indianapolis there as their defensive coordinator before heading out to Chicago. Teams average about 11.25 out of the 32 teams on their defensive DVOAs. I just point that out because amidst the greater picture here, it, it became pretty obvious when you look at our NFL, our pro football guide here for the NFL in our previews of this 2022 season, it's a bit of a misnomer that coaches will come in, especially as rookies. Now, they're going to have struggles, but they're not necessarily in the long run going to be awful, especially from a betting perspective right away. We'll, we'll show some of the numbers here uh, in a second. Uh, you look at the last 10 seasons, sure, the actual uh, records and against the spread don't exactly jump off the page. Uh, and especially, too, when, when you look at these coaches uh, who are, you see how the splits have gone out at home, 144, 171, and 13 against the spread, while they have done a little bit better uh, on the road. The, the one that is kind of interesting, I suppose, is as favorites of six or more, these rookie coaches, they've done a pretty good job of actually winning games, but usually not uh, against the number. So what I found interesting, though, of the 35 rookie head coaches who took over teams that finished under 500 the previous season, of which the Bears, I'm looking at you guys, certainly, certainly qualify, 27 actually did lead their teams to better records the next season. Now, a lot of that is when you take over, say, a team like the Bears, who's been absolutely dreadful. It's not like the bar to clear is necessarily all that high. So I, I get it. And you have to take all these situations uh, from a case-by-case basis. I think what this article and, and what the rest of our pro football guide does really well to illustrate is that heading into 2022, it is very easy to fall into some of these general media narratives and general concepts. For instance, what we're talking about with rookie head coaches, that they are just doomed to fail right away. And I get it. I, I mean, I think we all, as NFL betters, have an inherent bias where we think, all right, I'm not ready to trust a guy who I've never seen call plays at this level. And as a result, it's going to be hard for me to want to back that team and by proxy, that respective coach 
in a specific game spot where I don't really know what I'm getting out of him. But the data tells us, while it's not like there's overwhelming, and again, it's not like those numbers jump out the page and tell you, oh boy, I guess we got to back these rookie coaches or we've got to just fade them automatically. The point is there's a lot of nuance here and it's, it's not like these coaches are either doomed to fail or destined to just automatically succeed right away. And I think we as betters all too often, and we've seen this happen really every year in the cycle as we get ready for the start of a new season, are kind of excited and very eager to jump into assigning kind of an exact grade or an exact projection for what these coaches will actually look like. My point being, I don't expect this to be a pretty season in Chicago. We're going to do the full deep dive breakdown on what we expect for the Bears, their full season. They have a preseason game this weekend, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's show. But you can't tell me that that just because Eberflus comes in, just because he hasn't been there before, doesn't have the pedigree, and just because this Bears roster has been assembled by a new GM in Ryan Poles that certainly looks like it's one that's not even close to being ready to compete in 2022. I can't just automatically every single Sunday say, you know what, I'm going to fade this Bears team because A, the data doesn't really support that being the case over the long run with rookie head coaches. And, And again, that data includes a lot of coaches who are in a lot worse spots than the Chicago Bears. And B, the odds makers, every single season we see this, they're able to adjust as well. They know exactly what the betters are thinking too. They will have adjusted on the Bears line, and that's no further exemplified than week number one. San Francisco 49ers with an untested rookie, first-year starting quarterback, Trey Lance, seven-point favorites on the road in Chicago. Again, check out the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. It is available right now. And speaking of the Pro Football Guide, one of our contributors to that, Josh Applebaum, going to join the show next as we are just getting started on a Thursday afternoon here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. 
He's going to guard. He's going exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that. See that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Pro Football Guide is out now. This year's guide is packed with Super Bowl and playoff predictions, season win total, best bets for every team, and best ways to bet rookie quarterbacks. Plus, a bookmaker breakdown on what futures the public and respected bettors are making. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back on Rush Hour, presented by Bet River Sportsbook here on vcin and the Marquee Sports Network. I'm Ben Wilson, once again, filling in for Danny Burke. Big shout out as well to our producer, Stephanie Kamershack, behind the glass, rest of our entire crew, uh, Jeff Jens, Dakota Martin, all helping out here at our Circus Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. Mentioning the NFL Guide, which is out now, and one of the contributors to that, and a guy who's on each and every week on this esteemed show, it's Josh Applebaum, who we welcome from Boston, Massachusetts, at Josh underscore insights. How we doing, Josh? We're doing great, Ben. It's great to be with you, and I totally agree that uh, VEASAN NFL betting guide is fantastic. I would recommend that uh, early bird special right now, 175 bucks gets you covered with everything now until February 12th. I'm a company man, but also it's worth it. I wouldn't lie to you, Ben. Some great intel there. Hats off to the VEASAN crew for putting this thing together. Josh, you have never lied to me, so that, that is very, very true. You, we worked uh, together for a long time on our, our betting across America. So I, I would, yes, I would tell the people if you had lied to me uh, at any point. I know you've been looking at how the market is moving before we get into some of the bigger picture things here, uh, either A, in, in the National Football League or in Major League Baseball. Uh, preseason week number three, it does get underway here in a couple of short hours uh, in the NFC North, which has been a big topic of conversation all week on this show. Green Bay Packers, they are in action against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, another showcase opportunity, you'd think, for uh, for Jordan Love here. Where, where are the lines moving in this one? I'm seeing one and a half pretty much everywhere right now. Yeah, you're pretty much spot on, Ben, here. And I do like Green Bay to win that division. Right now, they're minus 155. I think that's kind of a low number. But for tonight, Ben, I think if you take a step back, it's important, again, with these information-based bets to figure out what the coaches are going to do. Because remember, we're no longer four preseason games. We're three and then a bye week, then the season gets going. So how do they handle this final week of preseason? Do you play your guys as a dress rehearsal? Do you sit your guys for fear of injury? We saw Tyron Smith, big injury there for the Cowboys. Uh, again, maybe it could could have been avoided. Maybe it couldn't. But maybe that scares other teams for, into sitting some of their guys with these games. Uh, again, the final one of the preseason. In terms of tonight, Ben, I'm going to go Packers on the money line. One thing that jumped out to me, a little bit of dog-to-fave line movement. If you look just about 24, 48 hours ago, a lot of these books were actually Chiefs a small favorite. You know, some of these books were, you know, Chiefs minus one at the open, minus one and a half. We've seen this dog-to-fave line move flip toward the Packers. We're now... Packers are minus one and a half. And some of these books at one and a half, at least a couple are juiced up like it may be going to two. We're showing two on our board, but basically all this movement is going toward Green Bay. Now you're kind of behind the eight ball because we don't know exactly how they're going to handle this. You're not going to see Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't played in the preseason since 2018. 
you're probably going to see Jordan Love. But then also, you know, I was talking today to uh, Gamble and Lou and Mike Pritchard, and they were saying, you know, do you even rest Love here? So there's not a lot of information coming out. Andy Reid said, quote unquote, we'll see when it comes to Patrick Mahomes playing tonight. But I think if you're looking at the market, it's really been moving all toward Green Bay here and using our VEASAN.com bet splits, some pretty good percentages. Only about 40% of bets are on the Packers tonight, but they're getting a little more than 50% of the money. So you have some low bets, higher dollars. You have some movement toward the Packers here. I'm going to go with this line move. I'll take the Packers in a dog to favorite spot. Take them on the money line here, Ben. Then also keep an eye out for the total. We know that overs have been fantastic. They're 22 and 11. They're cashing 67% of the time. Saw a little regression in week two, but then it kind of went back to these overs. Mm -hmm. But you did see this thing fall, Ben. A couple days ago, this total was around 40. Now it's down to 37 and a half. You're starting to see a lot of these books. If they're, if you still see a 38, I see some 38 under minus 115. I'd be looking toward the under. You're looking, the public is almost 80% of bets on the over saying, hey, all these overs are cashing. Let me keep playing these overs. But the odds makers adjusted these totals up. This line is falling. Looks like a little bit of money here to the under tonight. So Packers and under for one Josh Applebaum. I guess better, as you mentioned, with Jordan Love. And I still think he'll play a decent <laughs> amount, but it might be the Danny Etling show. Danny Etling was not bad last week. He had like a 50-yard rushing touchdown there for the Packers. So we'll see how uh, how Green Bay looks tonight in Kansas City. How about the other game tonight? Niners-Texans. You got the 2-0 and preseason Texans there, Josh. Yet it is the Niners who are favored there on the road by you. It looks like two and a half points here market-wide. So this one's really interesting to me, Ben. I think there's an angle here to look at San Francisco, but only on the first half number. So right off the bat, we do have some information on what these coaches are going to do. Lovey Smith, this is a real dress rehearsal for him. He's going to play a lot of his starters. Even said you might see Davis Mills maybe into the second half here. So he's taking this game seriously. You look at the 49ers, Shanahan came right out and said, quote, I want the ones to get out there. I know they won't go past the first half. It will be first half at most. That's kind of telling you, hey, you're going to see a few series from Trey Lance. You're going to see some of these starters here early on. I think if you dig deeper, Ben, and look at this line, uh, like at one point, this was as high as San Fran minus three and a half. There has been some buyback, I think probably on the news that, you know, Lovey Smith's going to play all his guys. So that three and a half got down to three and now it's down to two and a half, but it is juiced back up minus two and a half minus one fifteen. Like it may go back up to three with San Fran. But here's where I think if you do your homework, you can find a little bit of an edge. If you compare the first half money line to the game money line, there's a huge difference here. First half money line with Green Bay, or sorry, with San Francisco is like minus 200, minus 210. The full game money line on San Fran is minus 155. So why is that first half money line so much higher if you want to sweat San Fran than the full game odds? To me, this is kind of one of those situations where you take San Fran on the first half money line. I know it's a big number, minus 200. To me, Ben, though, it's bet first, not bet to win. You're trying to get a half unit here. But on the what exactly what Shanahan said, you'll probably see the guys first half, but could there be a situation where you have a lead going into halftime, then you pull Trey Lance, you pull all your guys, Lovey Smith takes the game seriously, and Houston makes a run in the second half and maybe wins the game. To me, that huge 50-cent difference between first half and full game number tells me the odds makers are making you pay a higher price in the first half for a reason. So I'm going to go first half, money line, San Fran, get into halftime with a, with a lead here. And then again, you won't have to worry about what happens in the second half. And what you're doing as well too, Josh, since that first half spread three and a half, you're at least eliminating that key number that you're forced to jump over there. Two and a half for the full game, three and a half first half there for San Francisco in Houston. Uh, we would we would really be remiss if we did not mention the Major League Baseball card tonight because somehow, Josh, here we are in rush hour in the Windy City and the White Sox, they actually won as a road favorite yesterday. Color me shocked, Josh, that they actually got the job done <laughs> thanks part in partly to just a brilliant double play to help uh, snuff out a big Orioles push late there. So 5-3 win last night for the Sox. They're trying to salvage something of what has been one of the most disappointing seasons in Major League Baseball. 
Once again, they're a road favorite tonight, and the uh, the almighty at one point Lance Lynn, who's really fallen on hard times with a near five ERA, uh, goes against Jordan Lyles there in Baltimore. Seeing at this point Lynn and the Sox at Bet Rivers right now about a dollar twenty road favorite. Once again, what do you like in this matchup? So I'm going to take the Southsiders here, Ben. It's kind of a fishy number. I fully admit I bet the White Sox a lot this year. I feel like they never ever cash for me, but I think as a better, you don't want to let kind of past or recency bias deter you off a play or talk you into a play that maybe doesn't have value. So. Just based on the line move here, Ben, this is a fade the trendy dog play. If you look at our VEASAN.com bet splits, about 65% of bets are actually on Baltimore here, taking some plus money at home. I don't blame anyone grabbing that number. Baltimore's been the most profitable team in baseball this year. They're looking for a, a playoff spot as well. The White Sox have been a maddening team to sweat, but the market is showing us liability on the White Sox. Even though they're getting only about a third of bets, they open minus 110, they're up to minus 120. So if everyone's grabbing Baltimore with the plus money, shouldn't this line be falling toward a pick em? It's going the other way. It's moving further to the White Sox here. You mentioned Lance Lynn. He's having a tough year, 5.30 ERA. He's been better in August. In four starts in August, his ERA is around three. Jordan Lyles in August, his ERA is around five. White Sox do have the better bats. You know, sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. They're hitting 260 against 238 yeah. for Baltimore here. But long story short, Big majority bets Baltimore, yet this line is creeping to the White Sox. I got to take the White Sox here as a fade the trendy dog play. Yeah, Jordan Lyles, that's a big thing, I think, as well. Jordan Lyles, eight earned over eight and a third. His last two starts on 14 hits, 461 on the ERA, but 482 on the expected ERA there for Jordan Lyles. As good as some of the pitching has been for Baltimore, it's the one guy I wouldn't exactly want to back tonight uh, in Jordan Lyles. Before we let you go uh, here, Josh, again, you can follow Josh at Josh underscore insights. Josh Applebaum joining us. The big injury news there in the NBA, Chet Holmgren out for the year. What are the NBA rookie of the year, year odds now looking like as you've uh, taken a deep dive here? Yeah, so this is a tough break here for OKC, Ben. Obviously, Holmgren, great at Gonzaga. You're thinking he's going to be the next young player with Sam Presti's rebuild with all these first-round picks. Uh, but over the summer, he took in a lot of respected money. He actually opened at a bunch of shops plus 500, got down to plus 400. He was getting 17% bets, but almost 30% of the money at BetMGM. And uh, there's a summer league game where I think he set a record for blocks and Holmgren was really playing great and a lot of money was on him. Well, uh, obviously that's all down the drain at this point. He has this list frank injury. He's going to be out for the year. I thought it was pretty nice of some of these sports books, DraftKings, points bets, these others that refunded any of your bets if you had Holmgren rookie of the year. They also refunded a lot of uh, bettors who took the win total for OKC. It was just 25 and a half. But to me, Ben, it's not a huge data-driven play. But I think if you look at the odds, it's Paolo Bancaro and then everyone else. Bancaro right now is plus 200. He opened around plus 350, plus 300. I think with Holmgren out of the picture, Bancaro, a guy who was so good in summer league, remember from Duke here, uh, don't get me started on that late steam to go one overall, Ben. I'll have PTSD <laughs> from that. But this is a guy that was so good in, in summer league, they said, hey, no more summer league for you. You're good to go. You're ready for the regular season. So it's a bit of a, you know, kind of a, an obvious play. But uh, Bank Carroll's plus 200. And if you look at the next best odds, Keegan Murray is plus 450. I think this is Paolo Bank Carroll's award to win. You're not getting the greatest payout, but plus 200 before you know it. Uh, by the all-star break, is that a All minus right. number? I think the play is Bank Carroll plus 200. Very interesting. Josh Applebaum, follow him at Josh underscore insights, host of the VEASAN Market Insights podcast. Josh, I know you're going on vacation. Have fun on the Cape, man. Great to see you again. Yeah, I'll stay clear of the Sharks, guys, but uh, Ben, it's great to be with you. Do your best. All right, thanks to Josh Applebaum, BJ Cunningham from the Action Network, joining us next on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion or on your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting 
from the local perspective. There are CityCast, of course, in Chicago, where Danny Burke is our normal host of that show. Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. As we welcome you back to Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Ben Wilson, again, filling in for Danny Burke. We welcome you back here on the Marquee Sports Network as well as on vSIM, the Sports Betting Network. Time to talk some college football. I know Danny, he's across the pond right now in Ireland, ready to watch his Huskers take on Northwestern and help us do that. We've got B.J. Cunningham standing by right now. From the Action Network, you see his work at B.J. Cunningham 22 on Twitter. B.J., are you as ready as I and seemingly everybody else's week zero? I know it's only like a seven, eight game card, but still, I know you're fired up. You've got plays, I have to imagine, here for week zero. I've been waiting so long for this. It seemed like for whatever this year, more than ever, it's just the summer is just dragged along. So I am so, so ready for week zero. Let's let's get it. And so it starts with Nebraska Northwestern. A very interesting way to uh, to begin the season here. <laughs> you have two three-win teams from a year ago, albeit when Nebraska faced Northwestern, it was a 56-7 shellacking in Lincoln, as I alluded to. Our normal host of the show, Danny, hes uh, I know he's pounding some Guinness, most likely right now, uh, responsibly, of course, there in Dublin. Um, what do you make, though, of a game that, A, is lying to nearly a two-touchdown spread, Nebraska taking pretty much all the money here, up to 13.5 market wide at Bet Rivers. We've seen this total now. Total now climb north of 50 at this point. What do you like to kick off the season there uh, Saturday in the very early afternoon uh, on the East Coast, but uh, on uh, still in the morning time for those of us here in the Central in Western time zones. Yeah, I actually like over 15 and a half points. Like you mentioned, it dipped down to 49 and a half. And now it's back up to 15 and a half where it opened up. So a lot of changes have taken place at Nebraska. They now have former Texas quarterback, Casey Thompson in, and that means no more in, or turnover prone Adrian Martinez under center. So that should be a good thing for Husker fans. They also have a new offensive coordinator and Mark Whipple, who comes over from Pittsburgh, who just turned Kenny Pickett into a first round draft pick in terms of pace. Mark Whipple played one of the fastest paces in college football. He was top 15 in terms of plays per minute with Kenny Pickett. Nebraska last season was top 40 in plays per minute. And then you look at Casey Thompson under Steve Sarkeesian. Well, they were also top 40 in plays per minute. So I'm guessing that Nebraska is going to play pretty fast offensively. And Northwestern defensively, they were a mess last season. I mean, they were awful against both the pass and the run, you know, from, from a success rate standpoint, they were outside the top 100. They allowed 6.3 yards per play, which was 111th in college football. And their best tackler, their number one tackler, Chris Bergen, it, it, who had 141 tackles is gone. So I don't think Northwestern's defense is going to really improve from those numbers. And, you know, I know everybody sees Northwestern as this slow, pragmatic team, but they were actually top 50 in place per minute. Their pace was actually pretty fast. So I'm not so sure that the pace of this game is is going to try to be or Northwestern's going to try to slow down this pace. I think they're actually going to try to pick it up. And, and I, to- I totally get that, too. especially a couple of these books now up to 51 uh, there, right. BJ. And it's like, you know, you might not trust Nebraska laying a full two touchdowns like I think a lot of general betters would. But same time, uh, to- total to your point makes a lot of sense there uh, at, at the 50 and a half. So that'll be. I mean, that, that's really the first game, the way we start off here uh, in Week 0. What about the team? Remember last year? <laughs> we all remember Week 0 last year, right? Nebraska goes to Illinois, Brett Bielema's debut, and just completely embarrassed themselves on national TV. Uh, Illinois does have another Week 0 game. It is not a conference matchup, though. It's against Wyoming, and we've seen a lot of action come in on the fighting line. They were at 1.8, 8.5-point favorites. Now up as I'm looking at my screen here, 11, 11.5 market-wide. I know you're interested, though, once again here uh, in the total in this one, sitting around 43.5 or 44. Yeah, I actually think the total is a little low. I understand that both these teams are are heavy rushing attacks, but Wyoming was actually a really successful rushing attack last season. They 
ran the ball at the eighth highest rate in college football, but they gained 5.2 yards a carry. That was top 20 in the country. Now they lose, do lose Valde, their top running back, but that means Titus Swen is coming in. I think it's actually a net positive for Wyoming because he actually had a better yards per carry and a better PFF rushing grade than Valade. And it's actually his PFF rushing grade was the third best in the Mountain West. And, you know, Illinois did a great job last season of limiting explosive plays. You know, they were second in college football in that category. But that's not to say teams weren't able to move the ball against them. I mean, they're outside the top 80 in both passing and rushing success rate allowed. On the flip side of that, Illinois, I mean, you're not going to get Arthur Sikowski in there anymore. Now you got Tommy DeVito coming over from Syracuse, who I think is actually for the first time for Illinois in a long time, they actually have a competent quarterback. I mean, DeVito was a victim of a t- playing behind a terrible offensive line at Syracuse in 2020. He got sacked 20 times in four games. He got injured in the third game last year and still got pressured 21 times in about two games and a quarter. Right. So now that he actually has a competent offensive line in front of him, and now he's facing, you know, a Wyoming team that, basically just got gutted. I mean, they lost their, you know, second team All-American, Chad Moma's gone. He had 100, over 140 tackles for them. Their front seven is, is going to be pretty depleted. So when you have Brett Bielema, who's going to run the ball down your throat, they have their best running back coming back in Chase Brown, who averaged over 5.9 yards per carry and actually was sixth in college football in uh, yards after contact per attempt. So I think these two teams are going to be able to move the ball, even though they're going to be rushing the ball. So a total of 43 and a half tells me that it's, you know, <laughs> like it's almost like close to a service Academy game, but these two teams didn't right. play at right. service Academy pace. So I actually do like over 43. I, look, I, I totally get it <laughs> from, the, from the thought, especially too for Craig Bowler's had a really, really good run there in Laramie for Wyoming, but a big, big rebuild. At least that is the perception of the Cowboys this year in 2022. Again, BJ Cunningham joining us right now on Rush Hour. Give him a follow at BJ Cunningham 22. I saw, I was looking at your Twitter today. You added a little uh, long shot Heisman action there today. Please do, do tell. What did you do there? Yeah, I like, uh, I like Braylon Allen at uh, seven to, to win the Heisman. Wisconsin running back. So uh, at eight, at 17 years old last year as a freshman, uh, he led the power five in yards after contact per attempt at 4.68. That's an insane number for, especially for a freshman. He only played, he only started in eight games and he had 28 runs of 10 plus yards. He averaged seven yards a carry in an offense that ran the ball 64% of the time. So if he plays a full season, he stays healthy and he continues this type of production against a pretty weak schedule because Wisconsin strength schedule is 50th in the country. He has the potential to go for 2000 yards and Wisconsin's favored to win the big 10 West. So if they get an extra game in Indianapolis, I mean, if all the other starting quarterbacks at the top, kind of fade away or don't have that great of seasons. There's no reason why voters can't vote for, for Braylon Allen to have some type of historic season uh, running the ball at, at a crazy amount of times. Cause he's still young. Like he can still yeah. handle that many carries. So Braylon Allen at 70 to one, I think has some value. If, if you feel like there's a path there and we say this all the time in these, even if the long shot futures are out there, if you feel like there's a path, then you can kind of make a case for making a wager. What I find really interesting. And we don't, I don't know that we talk about this enough uh, on our network where it's like, not only you're not really necessarily hedging specific bets, but you're looking at alternate ways to bet potential different teams kind of following a path toward the same outcome. So clearly your bet on Allen is if you think Wisconsin comes out of the big West and makes a push, at least challenges Ohio state in say in a big 10 championship game and has a monstrous year at the same time though, you, you played a different team to actually come out of the West, the division that most people would say is much more up for grabs and say the East with a behemoth and Ohio state, heavy, heavy favorites to come out of that side of the big 10 this year. 
Yeah, I actually like Minnesota. They're they're plus four fifty to win the Big Ten West. They have pretty much everybody coming back on offense. Tanner Morgan's gonna be under center. They have Mohamed Ibrahim, who was an incredible running back in 2020. He got hurt in the first game against Ohio State last year and was gone for the whole season. In 2020, in eight games, he had over a thousand yards rushing and five point three yards per carry. That's incredibly impressive. They have all of their top pass catchers back. So this is gonna be a pretty, pretty good offense. Now Defense is what led them to a nine and four record last year. And they do lose some in their front seven, but uh, PJ Fleck has potentially the best secondary in the big 10. So at plus 450, I think that's a decent price for the Gophers to get to the big 10 championship game. They mm-hmm. get Iowa at home. They get Purdue at home. They do have to go on the road to Nebraska and Wisconsin, but yeah, th- this team offensively with everybody coming back. I mean, the potential is there for Minnesota to big, win the big 10 West. I would also add on to that too. Like if you're looking at a win total perspective on them at seven and a half, that is as cakewalky of a non-con as you're going to yeah. get. I mean, New Mexico state, a jury kill. I don't know. That'd be an interesting uh, yeah, re- return there for him to Minnesota. But I mean, yeah, look, uh, what, I mean, what, Western Illinois, you get uh, look those three teams all at home. Those should be uh, absolute uh, easy pass to victory there uh, for one PJ Fleck. Finally, before we let you go, uh, BJ, I know you have one other play there. Week zero, you're, you're really going to do this. I, I, hoped we, I hoped we were going to run out of time, but we didn't, so I'm going to have to set you up on this. You're really doing this? UConn? Really? Yeah, UConn. Uh, they've actually gotten some love in the market. They opened at 28, and they're down to 26 and a half right now. They got a new quarterback, four-star recruit transfer from Penn State, take on Roberson. If you Forget if people don't forget, he came in for Sean Clifford during the Iowa game when he got injured. He didn't look great there, but the Jim Mora era is here. And for Utah State, I mean, they lost basically all of their production. Their three top wide receivers are gone. They still do have their starting quarterback, but I mean, it was a complete boomer bust offense. They were yeah. outside the top 100 in success rate, but they were second in the country in explosiveness. So, without your top three pass catchers back, I mean, and also losing four of their top five tacklers on defense. Let's go with UConn week one. Brave man. Although I will say to your credit, BJ, you're not the only one. As you point out, at least the market kind of on your side here. He's doing it though. He's going UConn. You can still find there's a couple 27s in the market, but yeah, starting to trickle down there. A 26 and a half. Great stuff, BJ. Really appreciate the time on the show. Best of luck with all your picks this weekend and everything else. BJ does a lot at Action Network, so check him out there on the Twitter machine, BJ Cunningham 22. Thanks, man. We'll catch up soon. All right, we'll wrap things up. When we return, we've got a White Sox first pitch in about 25 minutes. We'll talk about as well as the two preseason games for tonight, plus U.S. Open tennis. That's next on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out BetRivers or download the BetRivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, BetRivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with BetRivers. It's a whole new game. As we welcome you back for the final time on Rush Hour, presented by BetRivers Sportsbook. Ben Wilson back with you here on VEASAN and the Marquee Sports Network. Big thanks as well to our guests today, Josh Applebaum and BJ Cunningham, for giving us some time here on the show, as well as our outstanding producer, as always, Stephanie Kamershack, rest of the whole team uh, behind the scenes at our Circus Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. We'll get to a couple of the games about to kick off shortly in the NFL preseason in a few minutes. First, though, people who know me know I'm a tennis guy, and the odds have been out for some time, but the draws finally came out today. U.S. Open Tennis, which starts, and I know, I know the people in Chicago, Big Tennis City, uh, in Flushing Meadows is where the U.S. Open gets underway on Monday, qualifying already underway there right now. The, the big storyline that came out this morning that if you don't really follow tennis, you would think, oh, big deal, front page headline, Novak Djokovic out of the U.S. Open. But literally anybody who follows this stuff knows he was never going to play in it. It was, it was a foregone conclusion, and yet for some weird reason, the odds makers still had him, even as recently as a couple days ago, the minus money odds on favorite to win the tournament. Now, he's unable to play because he's not vaccinated, so he can't even get into the U.S., and again, that was always known it was going to be the hangout for Djokovic to actually be able to compete in this tournament. As a result, as we take a look at some of the updated odds now, Daniil Medvedev, he's the short shot at 2-1. to one. However, he has one of the toughest draws you're going to see a number one overall seed have. Medvedev has to potentially score off against Nick Kyrgios, who's one of the, one of the hottest guys on tour right now, had his run to the final at Wimbledon. And get this, at Bet Rivers right now, Kyrgios is down to 8-1. to one. He is the fourth betting favorite at this moment on the odds board. And a guy who could potentially face Medvedev. They just played not too long ago in one of the warm-up tournaments. And it was a really, really tight three-setter. That's a really tough ask for a guy in Daniil Medvedev who's not played a ton of high-level tennis this year. Even as he comes back trying to defend his title. 
you add on to that the fact that he'll have to face potentially Pablo Carreño Busta, who that would be a quarterfinal matchup, who's been playing lights out tennis, absolutely raced his way to a title there in Montreal a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's been a really, really tough out in the past on this surface, which on the hard courts of the U.S. Open, a little bit slower surface than the Australian Open, feeds right into the style of a guy like Carreño Busta. So I would not touch Medvedev whatsoever, nor would I touch a guy like Carlos Alcaraz, who has never uh, really done it on, on the hard court outside of his one title at Indian Wells. Much more of a clay court type guy, and he has to go against guys like Yannick Sinner, potentially born a Chorich, in his quarterfinal alone. What was the big takeaway, though? Rafa Nadal. It's like they, they just want this to be a cakewalk here for Rafa. He's got nobody. I mean, nobody. Francis Tiafo, maybe the toughest piece of competition that Rafa will have to face in his quarter there. That would be in round four, maybe a really up and down inconsistent player in Francis Tiafo. Even though Nadal's coming off an injury, if there was a bet I would make right now at these odds, if I was looking for somebody very, very short at the top of the board, and Nadal's more in that, uh, you know, plus, as we look right now, in the plus 400 range there at Bet Rivers, the second betting favorite, that's the only guy I can really vouch for now that we have the draws out. So I'd maybe take a look at Nadal. Uh, my one play, which was from a few weeks ago, was on Matteo Berrettini. Uh, got him at 30-1, to 1, thought it was a great number. He had just gone to the finals of Gestad, one of the uh, smaller events overseas, thinking it would lead right into just a beautiful hardcourt run. And then he loses in the first round in Washington, D.C. And then he loses in the first round in Montreal. So the guy comes in really with, without any uh, any microcosm of form here. And you can actually find him better now at 30-1. to 1. I know at Bet Rivers, if, uh, if I look right now, uh, he's currently sitting in that 25 to one range, but there are some shops right now at the 30, 33 to one price point, which I do still feel like is a pretty good buy low spot on Berrettini, a guy who has one of the best serves on tour and is in a pretty, uh, it's a very interesting quarter. It's not a weak quarter by any means, but I would describe Stefano Tsitsipas, who's never made it to the second round at the U S open as a very soft favorite to come out of that quarterfinal guys like Stefano, uh, Stefano Tsitsipas are going to be, uh, really, really on on upset watch, especially when you watch this tournament early on. Guys like Maxime Cressy, the big serving American who could face Setsupas in the third round, Casper Ruud, Berrettini, all guys to watch to come out of that corner. If there was a dart throw, I, I still I still have enough belief in Berrettini with the service game he has. He's made a semi at this U.S. Open before. It is one of those things. If it's on, it's going to be really lethal, and you'll be able to tell pretty early in that tournament given his lack of form, uh, at least in the lead-up to this U.S. Open. Uh, in the meantime, I only play on the women's side. Jessica Pagula took a dart throw at her 60-1. to You can find her 40-1 to right now. And I'll say this, for as good as Iga Swiatek has been, who is the number one overall seed, who is the prohibitive favorite at plus 350, somebody like Pagula, who's a really, really good all-court player, who has won over the past 52 weeks on hard courts, a combined 105% of her service and return points. Now, to be truly elite, you want to be right around 110%, but still... Anybody at 105% or over represents that really, really solid top-tier player that I believe can make a deep run. And for Iga, who's shown some cracks in the armor, I mean, she, she's she been so good on clay, but as we saw at Wimbledon and as we've seen at times throughout this hardcourt season, Iga is not the same on hard or on grass as Iga is on clay, who's just an absolute monster. So hard to take uh, Iga down at Roland Garros. It's a different story here. She, she'll she have a tough uh, couple of matches in Amanda Inisimova in round four, Jessica Bagula in the quarterfinal. It would not stun me if there is an upset before Iga gets into the semifinals. I should note, Serena Williams, she's got a pretty nice draw. She'll face the 80th ranked player in the world in the first round. Even though she faces the two seed, Annette Contivate, 
that's a pretty soft two seed. U.S. Open, they're, they're doing everything in their power to make this swan song for Serena uh, one to remember. But I would not go to the window to bet Serena. As we saw at Wimbledon, uh, she is uh, far from her peak level right now. What will we get out of her? It's anybody's guess. I would not put the money, though, behind Serena. More just root for her because it's a great story. She's the GOAT, and it's her final tournament uh, at the U.S. Open. That'll be very fun to watch as that gets underway. First-round matchups, many of them are up right now. You can check those out uh, at Bent Rivers uh, on your app or online as well. First-round matches getting underway on Monday. As we get ready to wrap up the show today, though, coming up here, just a few minutes, White Sox, Lance Lynn, and the Baltimore Orioles with Jordan Lyles. This thing gets underway in 15 minutes from Camden Yards. My inkling yesterday of back in the Orioles, I'm, I'm glad that was just a lean and not a play because I was wrong. White Sox actually get the job done 5-3. Uh, if anything, I'd be looking at the over here. I've not played this, but at 8, and really the only reason I haven't played this is because of the fact it's Camden Yards, which has been much more of a pitcher's park this year since they extended the fences. But two pitchers who have really struggled, Jordan Lyles with an expected ERA of nearly 5, and you have a guy in Lance Lynn who, while the, the advanced numbers say he's been a little bit unlucky, the, what What is the reality for Lynn is he's got an ERA over five and the White Sox have really struggled defensively. Sixth worst team in defensive run saved this year. Uh, and so two teams in, in the final game of a series, I could easily see some offense being scored. White Sox minus 120, but probably about right in the market from what we're seeing. Uh, plus 100 right now, Bet Rivers on the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, as far as the NFL, week three of the preseason, we're going to break down more in earnest on tomorrow's show, including the Chicago Bears who wrap up their preseason slate on Saturday night. But as we look at tonight, a couple of games on the docket. Green Bay Packers, who have seen a good amount of line movement in their favor. A couple of books here, as I've just looked at my screen in the last few minutes, have moved now up to two, including at uh, vcin.com, where we have a bunch of numbers, including from Bet Rivers, where they are now at two, with a money line up to minus 130 or 135. I'll say this. You know, the big thing we've tried to figure out this preseason with Green Bay uh, and it wouldn't be not a play for me, especially with uh, with how this has moved so quickly. Uh, for all these games, I, I think the same caveat applies that if you, unless you're able to figure out the line moves right as they happen, when you see all these informational based bets, to me it's not really worth chasing the steam and the big moves. Like a great example would be tomorrow, where Seattle was a two and a half point favorite. Now they've been bet up to seven point favorites with the news out of, out of there that Pete Carroll is, uh, is is going to still play both his quarterbacks, trying to figure out who will be the starter between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. So unless I'm able to get out ahead of those, it's not really one I'm interested in playing. What I'll say, though, for Green Bay, it's another big test for Jordan Love, who's only completed about 50% of his passes. Granted, his receivers have led the NFL in drop so far this preseason, but the question we were trying to figure out, was that gap narrowed at all in the, in the power ratings between, let's say, a line with Aaron Rodgers quarterback, quarterback in the Green Bay Packers and a line with Jordan Love quarterback in the Green Bay Packers. We saw that it was about an eight-point difference last year when Rodgers was the COVID scratch against Kansas City. From everything we've seen so far, even if the numbers have been a little bit unlucky towards Love, I don't think you can make any sort of case that the gap between those two quarterbacks has closed, which is completely different than when one Aaron Rodgers was himself into his third season backing up Brett Favre, where that gap had certainly narrowed by Favre's final season. The other game, San Francisco and Houston. Uh, I, look, I'm a little tempted on the Houston side since I look, they're 2-0 in the preseason. We, there has been a long track record of these bad, bad teams playing all out, playing their guys. And Lovey Smith, who Chicago fans know very, very well from his time with the Bears, I could easily see them playing their guys all out this full game and looking to take a piece of them. Again, the market has really shaded this towards San Francisco first half. We're expecting to see Trey Lance and the ones play there. 
in the first half of that game is three and a half point first half favorites, but only favored by two and a half for the full game. So if anything, I'd lean Texans full game. Probably not going to play it, though, unless this gets to three right before game time. Might be interested. That thing kicks off in just over an hour. That does it for us today on the Rush Hour. And up next, it's primetime action. As we say so long here on VEASAN and the Marquee Sports Network, I'm Ben Wilson. We'll see you once again tomorrow here on the show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.